Let's just pray together, church. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks for your word. May it speak afresh and anew in our lives. Lord, today we ask your Holy Spirit to be upon us, opening our hearts, our minds to your word today. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Now, we're in our fourth week in our series of looking at um, some of the select psalms. Today, I'm going to have a bit of a closer look at Psalm 96, which we've just had read for you. But as a way of entering into this um, psalm, I want to actually ask you this question. What is your expectation when you come to church? What is that expectation you have as you walk through the door? Or maybe as you're driving up the driveway, as you're entering into this building today? What was your expectation? Think about it for a moment. Because we all come with different expectations. We all come with things that are on our mind and our heart. And we bring them as we walk through this building. I remember a time when I was actually overseas at a conference about church planting and church growth. Um, and one of the speakers actually asked a question that has, has sat with me for the many years following that. And that's, that, you know, that's um, 16 years now, I think it is, almost, since they asked that question. And it has sat with me ever since. And here's the question. Do you expect the presence of God to show up in your worship services and change people's hearts and lives? Now, this is a really profound question. It's not just a question for pastors of the church. It's a question for everyone that comes to worship. Are you expecting God's presence to be here? to be here and active, to be changing people's hearts, to be changing your heart. As I said, let's be honest here. We, you know, we all come with a different expectation when we come there. As we step through the door, some of us might be expecting that we'll be able to catch up with friends or, or people we haven't seen for a while or people we just saw last week. Others, we will, will have an expectation that, that they might, you might actually hear a good sermon. Well, hopefully you will, you know. There you go. Um, and and let's, be, let's be honest, sometimes we, we have an expectation that we're just going to go through the motions. That it's going to be the same old, same old, and nothing new is going to happen. We might expect to sing a favourite you know, song or hymn, or we might be saying the Lord's Prayer, or we might you know, be doing a certain thing. We all have expectations. And, and, and honestly, you know, when we acknowledge that we have an expectation... That's when God works in us. But if we base our expectations on our personal preferences and what we like, then we actually miss that one expectation of God's presence that will change our hearts and our minds, our very worshipping. And the question that the person asked all those years ago and has stuck with me, is if we don't expect God's presence to be here and moving, and that we are just going through the motion of doing the same old things that we've always done, and we're not expecting God to change people's lives, then how are people going to come to know Christ? 
How is your worship going to be vibrant and thriving? How is life going to change and how is the church going to grow? An expectation of God being present and here and active and moving and changing is what we should be bringing to worship. So we're going to push pause on the sermon for a moment. I'm actually going to invite the, the band to come back up. And, and, and we're actually going to sing a song because what we've been doing and preaching about in this series is, is these songs that are in the Psalms of singing us into the space of worshipping the Lord. And so we're going to sing a song which is Waymaker. And, and Waymaker invites us to bring an expectation that God is moving, that God is present and changing us. So I invite you to either stand up, sit down, whatever is the best place for you to enter into worship, to let the words of this song flow over you and change you and sing you into an expectation that God is present and moving and changing. So let us just sing. that is who you are God you are a miracle worker you are the one that works in our lives and and I just want to share with you from Colossians uh, chapter 3 verse 16 and it says this let the message about Christ in all of its riches fill our lives teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart See, we sing. We sing to God and it changes us. We sing to God with a thankful heart and it lifts us up. It takes us from where we have been in the world around us and all that's going on and it changes us. Psalm 96 verses 1 through to 3 says this. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things that he does. See, Psalm 96, when, you, when we look at this, we can actually break it down into four distinct sections. And today, I'm actually just going to focus on one small section, that little three verses that we just read. Then. But I want to just share with you the, the four sections, and it, and it really helps us understand this psalm and helps us enter into all of this. And, it, and it's, I'll put it up on the screens for you. The four sections are, let us sing for... God is amazing, verses 1 to 3, and it has that. Let us sing, for God is amazing. And then it comes into it and says, let us praise, for God is great, verses 4 and 6. Let us worship, for God is glorious, verses 7 to 9. And finally, in verses 10 to 13, it has, let us rejoice, for God is coming. So there's this rhythm and pattern that is there in the psalm that helps us with our own rhythm and pattern when we enter worship. Sing, praise, worship, 
rejoice. Sing, praise, worship, rejoice. Even if you don't feel God is moving in your life, come and sing. And it will start to help you to praise God and come into a state of worship that lifts you up. And then you can rejoice in what God is doing in our lives in the world. See, Psalm 96 is fabulous. I love Psalm 96. It speaks of the heart of the psalmist, about the expectation they had of coming into the house of the Lord. They had an expectation of coming into God's house. It's not only a psalm that proclaims that we should sing, but it proclaims that not only should we sing just any old song, we should be singing a new song to God. And this is not the only time we hear that we should sing a new song to God. Psalm 33, verse 3, has this. Sing a new song of praise to him, that is to God. Play skillfully on the harp. We might have to bring a harp into worship now. So here we go. And sing with joy. Some, some, it's some stringed instruments, you know, guitar, fantastic. We've got it there. Or, or, or maybe, maybe Psalm 98, verse 1, and it, it has this. Psalm 98, verse 1, sing a new song to the Lord. You notice it? Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. We're singing because God is active and doing and is amazing. And these are just but a couple of psalms that proclaim that we should sing a new song. So coming back into Psalm 96 that we're focusing on today and those three verses, I actually want us to focus in on the language that is being used. See, see, when we're instructed here through the psalm to sing a new song, you know, we could go sing, sing, sing. You know, we, we just don't have that kind of nuance that the, the Hebrew language has there about singing. But when we actually read, Psalm 96 has a simple but profound imperative for us to sing a new song. The word that the psalmists use for singing is a command to sing. You have to sing. There's no other choice. It wells up inside of you. You have to sing and sing it to the Lord. It's not just for us. It's not just for us to sing this, but for the whole of all of creation, of all God's providence here. And the imperative is to sing a new song to God. That is the command for us. Sing not just an old song, not just what we have done before, but a new song to God. For God is moving. God is here. God is present we sing a new song because God is doing something new. Now, sometimes we find it hard to sing a new song. Sometimes we find it difficult because we don't know the words, we don't know what the melody or where it's going to fit in, or it's just not our style. You know, have we ever had that? You know, we just don't have the style of worship. Let, let me tell you, you know, I was at a preaching conference a number of years ago, um, and... You know, at a preaching conference, you get a lot of people that preach. But part of that also, we had worship as well. And the worship team there presented and worshipped this wonderful brand new song that they'd written. 
And I, I stood up, you'll, you'll notice that I stand up and I worship, I raise my arms and I worship that way. Um, and I stood up and I was worshipping and I looked around the room and I was the only person who stood up and who worshipped and actually started entering into this new song. And this is a room full of preachers, a room full of ministers. And then later on in the conference they sang an old hymn that they and guess what? Everybody stood up and everybody sang and... But we missed the imperative, the command for us to sing a new song. We were unwilling, you know, all that whole room was unwilling to sing and praise a new song. Back at New Beginnings, um, one of the things that, uh, that we did was to actually encourage writing of new music. And one of the things that we, we did is we actually sent um, our music team to a worship writing conference that was happening up in Queensland at that time. And they came back and they, you know, they, they t told a story about one of the songwriters there from a church in Melbourne that wrote beautiful music. They said it was amazing. They wrote beautiful music. And, and they were having a conversation with, with them and asking, oh, your church must be so blessed with all this new music that you're writing. And, and they, said, they said, actually, I never get to play to my church because they just want to sing the old songs. And that breaks my heart because we're not singing as we are commanded of singing a new song. So I want to talk briefly about how we can sing a new song to God, how we have that as it's the heart of our worship that we that we bring and express something new every time the first and most obvious is that we sing a new song we, we actually have new songs that we sing and and Pittwater Uniting Church has a heritage of writing new music of writing music and it, 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 that's bringing an expression of a new song from the people here of singing away about what God is doing amongst us It might be that we take an older song that we have and we put new words to it. We change it slightly. We know the rhythm and the rhyme and what's there, but we, we add a section to give it new meaning for us. Or it might be that we take an older traditional song that we've had for many years and we actually write new music for it and bring it into a new place and a new expression. These sometimes are all beyond what we as lowly people that don't know, chord progressions or, you know, um, keys or anything like that, like me, you know. Um, I, I make sure I always turn off my mic when I sing so nobody has to put up with my horrible dulcet tones there. So. But, but the fact is that I still want to sing and I still want to worship. And I don't need to do that, but I can encourage it. I can encourage us to have that heart of worship that really means that we want to express something new and fresh to God. But it also is, and, and you know, Psalm 40, and Psalm 40 and let, verse 3 has this. And, and this is one of the reasons why we sing a new song. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God, 
Many will see what he has done and be amazed that they will put their trust in the Lord. So, so it's not only that we want a new song, but God himself is giving us a new song. A new song from, from God into our lives that we may sing praise to God. And what happens? And I love this. Not only is the Holy Spirit moving and, and doing a new thing, but in putting words for us to sing and those people who can put it into practice, you know, put it into words and music and musicality and all those things. But when we sing that new song, people will hear of the amazing things that God is doing. And they will put their trust in the Lord. Singing the new songs that God puts in our hearts leads to conversion in people's lives. Psalm 40 verse 3 tells us that. And praise God because of that. So let me leave you with some really quick ways about why we sing and why singing matters for us and why singing a new song will help us in worship. When we sing, we actually obey God's word. When we sing, we obey God's word. Sing a new song. You know, it, it, throughout the Bible, there's over 400 times we are, we are told to sing. And over 50 of them are, are commands to actually sing praise, sing praise to God. So when we sing, what do we do? We obey God's word. When we sing, we build up the body of Christ, that is the church. When we sing together, we build one another up. Have you noticed when we all get together and start singing, it actually lifts other people up. Your spirit is lifted when we all sing. And I love this one. When we sing, we are actually making spiritual warfare. When we sing praises to God, when we lift God up, when we, that new song comes out, we are in spiritual warfare. We are praising God, which is pulling down the enemy. When we, are, when we sing, we are strengthened. It strengthens us. You know, and I've talked about this before, that there have been times when I've been doing it tough and, and I put on worship music. And it reminds me of what God has done and I start singing and praising God and it strengthens me for the journey that I'm on. When we sing, we bring joy. We bring joy in people's lives. And when we sing, we glorify God. So let us, as a church, as a people, as individuals, let's sing a new song to God, a song that is from our heart. A new way. It might be an old song that we are singing with new vigor. It might be an old song that we have that we focus on a word that will help us enter into that when we sing that afresh. It may be a new meaning that creeps in and we sing it fresh to God. But it may be a new song that you've never heard before. But are you willing to stand and sing and praise and worship and proclaim God's glory to all things. So I'm going to invite the band back up as we sing our last song for the, for the worship service today. Now, it's not a new song. We hadn't keyed that one up, but it's not a new song, but, but it's a song that what I want you to do is, as the words are going through, I want you to focus on a word.
and sing that word. Let it flow through you. Let it flow through your mind and sing and praise God because of what that word might be. And it is how great is our God. It might be the splendor and we focus on the splendor of the King. It might be the majesty of God and what God is doing and how majestic He is. It might be about all of the earth rejoicing. You know, we focus on those things and let that be a part of our new song. And that focusing on those closer in areas of this song. So let us sing and praise God. Let us stand as we're able. Let us sing and worship our Lord.